98K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Barry O'Rourke. The top stories. The head of the Equalities Watchdog says making everyone use an app to enter government buildings is unfair to the poor. The Education Secretary says schools could be closed as pupil numbers fall, and that may mean fewer jobs for teachers. And 500 more hotel rooms are set aside for newly arrived domestic helpers to serve their mandatory quarantine. The head of the Equal Opportunities Commission, Ricky Chu, says officials are being unfair to poor people who can't afford smartphones with a new requirement that everyone use the Leave Home Safe app when entering government buildings. The administration says the measure is needed to enhance contact tracing. Exemptions will apply only to those aged under 12 or over 65, as well as disabled people. Mr Chu wants changes before the requirement takes effect next month. It's not discrimination within the prevailing legal regime. It is unfair because this, the cause of the problem is involuntary. It's not something that the marginalised group can cope with because of limitation in resources. How to resolve this problem? We can treat it from a procedural point of view. And I think the spirit could be offering some alternatives. So how to implement such alternatives? I think the government would definitely need to consider because the problem would be quite imminent. The Education Secretary, Kevin Young, says officials will study closing or merging schools as student numbers fall. Speaking on a radio programme, he said the government would work with schools to minimise the impact. He was asked whether teacher redundancies could follow. There is a very obvious trend of decreasing in student population. And as a result, we have to look at the overall supply and demand of school places, uh, which has a direct impact on the number of schools that uh, we need in the territory. As a result, there may be some changes in also the number of posts or teachers' posts. But in the whole process, we will, of course, maintain a continuous dialogue with the uh, school sponsoring bodies, uh, with the school's management, as well as with the teachers, uh, so that we, we want to minimise the impacts on individual teachers. The government has set aside a second hotel for foreign domestic helpers to compete, complete their 21-day quarantine. The Rambler Garden in Tsingyi will provide 500 rooms from November the 1st. Employers and agencies can book from Monday. At present, helpers can only stay at the Silka Tun Wan Hotel or the Government Quarantine Centre in Penny's Bay, both of which are often fully booked. Chern Kip Man, who chairs the Hong Kong Employment Agencies Association, says he's thrilled but wants even more rooms. Of course, happy. At least we have 500 rooms. Our industry requests for 1,000. At least we have 50% of our requests. This is, of course, still not enough for the whole industry. Since we have about 7,000 workers still waiting for coming, including Indonesia and the Philippines, I hope at least they can release 500 more. Even they open 500 more, we'll still need to wait about four to five months to let all workers can come to work in Hong Kong. And the government says it will consider whether more quarantine facilities can be provided. The government has hit out at foreign criticism of its decision to disqualify district councillors following oath-taking ceremonies. Here's Aaron Tam. Officials called statements issued by politicians from the US, the UK, the EU and Australia biased and groundless, saying they are flagrant and unsubstantiated attacks on the SAR and provocative interventions of the internal affairs of China.
Meanwhile, in a separate statement, the government condemned the deferred removal program by the U.S. that will allow people from Hong Kong to work in the country. Officials likened it to offering safe haven to wanted fugitives who have escaped from Hong Kong and are attempting to evade justice. Overseas, the UN Special Rapporteur on Myanmar has warned the country could be on the brink of a renewed human rights catastrophe following the military coup there nine months ago. Tom Andrews told the United Nations General Assembly that the junta, which seized power in February, was now massing tens of thousands of troops and heavy weaponry in Myanmar's north and northwestern regions, apparently in preparation for an offensive against local resistance forces. And the weather, it will be cloudy and relatively cool in the morning. Bright periods in the afternoon with a maximum temperature of around 23 degrees. The outlook, one or two light rain patches tomorrow morning, mainly fine with rising temperatures in the following couple of days. Right now it's 22 degrees Celsius with humidity at 70%. You're listening to RTHK, the time is five minutes past one. The US military says it has killed a senior al-Qaeda leader in a drone strike in Syria. A U.S. Central Command spokesman said the Islamist militant Abdul Hamid al-Matar had been successfully targeted. Reports say the operation took place in the northwestern district of Suluk in Raqqa province. The actor Alec Baldwin says he's been in contact with the husband of the cinematographer who was killed when he fired a gun being used as a prop on a film set in New Mexico. Helena Hutchins was the director of photography on the project. Mr Baldwin says he's offered the police his full cooperation over what he described as a tragic accident. Firearms expert Clark Apotian has worked on Hollywood film productions. If we are to believe what happened, that a projectile you know, struck one person and perhaps over-penetrated uh, and, and went into another, then that sounds like a live round. That doesn't sound like a cotton wad coming out of a blank in any way. And uh, another failure, if we are to, to speculate, would be muzzle direction. Even in the scenes where one actor is pointing a gun seemingly at another actor and they're having a shootout, they cheat the camera angles on those, and it looks like it, but they fudge on those so you're not pointing at them. Scientists in Australia have for the first time succeeded in breeding frogs they believe will be more resilient to climate change. They crossbred crawling frogs from the country's more arid regions with an increasingly endangered variety that relies on wetter conditions. The result, they say, are tadpoles genetically suited to drier conditions. Dr Jody Rowley is an expert in amphibians at the Australian Museum. The times of just leaving things alone to be protected in these areas is not going to work anymore. You know, climate change is moving faster than the frogs are able to adapt themselves. So we're going to have to do things like potentially move animals from one place to the other, or in this case, give them a little genetic advantage to allow them to be able to persist in this new world that they're going to be living in. To sport, and we start with football. Arsenal beat Aston Villa 3-1 in the English Premier League overnight to make it six matches unbeaten. Thomas Partey, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang and Emil Smith-Rowe got the goals for the Gunners, who moved just a point outside the Champions League qualification places. The Gunners' boss, Mikel Arteta, was delighted with the number of chances his side created. Our process in the build-up was good, so we are closer together as a team. We can travel with the ball better. We are in the final third. Our decision making was good. The, the way we managed every regain of the ball was really good and, and that allows you to progress better. And uh, we have good players after to make the right decisions. There are six more Premier League matches tonight with league leaders Chelsea taking on the bottom side Norwich at Stamford Bridge. 
The Canaries have scored just two goals and picked up two points all season. But their boss, Daniel Farker, believes they can cause an upset. We don't play with fear. We are respectful. We know that we have to be unbelievably disciplined and spot on in our, in our behaviour. But if we do this, yeah, then we also have to have a chance and we're looking forward to this. In Major League Baseball, the Houston Astros have booked their place in the World Series. They beat the Boston Red Sox 5-0 this morning to wrap up the American League Championship Series four games to two. The Atlanta Braves could join them by this time tomorrow. The Braves hold a 3-2 lead over the defending champions, the Los Angeles Dodgers, in the best-of-seven National League Championship Series. Game six takes place in Atlanta tomorrow morning, Hong Kong time. Turning to cricket and the Super 12s at the Men's T20 World Cup get underway later today with Australia taking on South Africa before a rerun of the final from 2016 when the West Indies beat England by four wickets with just two balls remaining to lift their second title. The lowest ranked team in the tournament became the last to qualify for the Super 12s. Namibia beat Ireland by eight wickets to qualify from the group stage yesterday and their boss Pierre de Bruyne can't wait to take on the sport's biggest and best. Yeah, look, I mean, it's it's a time for us to reflect and also enjoy this moment. Um, but but we certainly didn't come here um, just to go and lie down. Now um, it's <laughs> facing India, Pakistan, New Zealand. Those those uh, type of teams is going to be a great experience for this for these players. But you know, we want to be competitive in in whatever we do with ball, bat in the field, the way we present ourselves, the way you know we, we're going to compete. So we're looking forward to that. And to end the news, the top stories once again. The head of the Equalities Watchdog says making everyone use an app to enter government buildings is unfair to the poor. And meanwhile, the Education Secretary says schools could be closed as student numbers fall, and that may mean fewer jobs for teachers. And 500 more hotel rooms are set aside for newly arrived domestic helpers to serve their mandatory quarantine. And you've been listening to the news from RTHK. And we're going to kick off the one o'clock hour with a couple Temptations covers in a little bit, some Phil Collins. But first, here's Rolling Stones with Temptations' 1971 hit, Just My Imagination, right here on Radio 3 with me, classic Michael Lance. Mm-hmm. 